Now, now, are you ready this morning for the word? Somebody say the word. Now, I last night Tasha texted me and say, "Are you preaching or who's preaching?" And uh, I was actually not supposed to preach this morning, but I felt a stir. And uh, uh, Friday morning, Thursday night, I woke up and came to the meetings here and uh, said to Yaku, you're going to preach in Tableview. Now, Tableview is exploding at the moment of what God is doing there because I know there's a word that needs to develop in your spirit, man, so that you can be that giant that God called you. Now, we are dealing with, there's a real devil out there. Do you know it? Since the first outbreak of these services, the witches are contacting me. <laughs> and they're not even afraid on their thing. I am the witch of whatever. And I had encounters with that before. Now, you must realize God is busy doing something so significant. And you need to come outside of the box that we've been in. Come on, somebody. And uh, so we are talking about you are called. We start, you are called to be loved and God just want to love you. Do you know God is for you and not against you? Help me, somebody. Then God said, okay, I love you. Will you love me back? That's what we call worship. Last night, uh, yesterday late afternoon, I normally go to the watershed. That's the church I want to build. And it's got stuff and this art in and everything. And the people were gathering for the rugby. Don't tell me the world cannot be better than us. The money they spend, the boxes, takeaways they sit with there at the waterfront, it was packed. Every restaurant was packed who had a television. And while I passed and they shout and scream and I said, I wonder what Jesus is going to get tomorrow. So we have a picture in the world who are more serious and dedicated than what's happening in the church world. Now, now, can I ask you something? I will not tell the duomeny or the father of the Catholic church or your pastor, will you say amen, hallelujah, preach with me. You can jump up and do even the and just get excited about the word. Because you are called. You are called to belong. That was what we spoke on for a few weeks. God created. He wants a family. He created you to be a family. You cannot do it on your own. Because God never, even he had a team, he had 12 people. <laughs> and uh, even the Godhead is not uh, alone. Come on, somebody. So what we have discovered is that we need to realize you are called and the call of God is for you. Now, this is serious business. The area you ignore of scripture will be the area where Satan will kill, steal, and destroy. He will attack you. The only thing you are in control is of your mind. We try to serve God with a new spirit, but an old mindset. 
And for two and a half years, the world has tried to reprogram our minds into a limitation, into lockdown. You're not worthy. You're not going to make. The finances are scarce and the economy, and then they predict all these things are happening. And guess who's the first people that withdraw? The Christians. And that's why we cannot waste time. Tell your neighbor, say, don't waste time. You have a serious calling on your life. Because family, this is it. All our whole life is about God's eternal plan. Not my plan. Not what I feel my purpose is. Not what's my idea. It's all about God's eternal plan. The very reason that Jesus gave his life. There's a man in Florida, in America. He called himself the Messiah, Jesus. Jesus. He's got thousands of followers of all age groups. This one in Russia, they hang on him. He's the Messiah. There's no Holy Ghost. There's no true word. And here we are where we have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. And you have godly people sitting around you. We're in trouble. Man's church is in big trouble. God's church is not. And that's why we, we need to yield to the call of God. Because until you start living your calling, you will not have impact. You will just merely make it. You'll just survive. You'll just cruise through life. That's the question I ask. What is the driving force in your life? Is it ambition? Is it important? Uh, Friday we met with big movie people in South Africa and uh, to do short films and whatever and playing and not Benalanders. What's the other one? What's the other one? Worcester says Perrow, Goodwood, Reiterbach, whatever the thing's name is, and with big shots and uh, television people. And I share them the stories because the only hope is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Not Allah, not Buddha, not, the, the only hope. Now, the God's eternal plan is he wants a family. That's why Jesus was sent when Adam and Eve messed up, they developed a condition. They were all the time naked. But how did they suddenly discover they were naked and shame came? Now that's what the enemy tries to let us operate in is in shame, in disappointments, in hurts. Because God knew about them. But they were in such perfection. And suddenly when they mishap, God was looking not because God is not knowing. The first question ever asked on the face of the earth, where are you? God's still asking that question. Where are you this morning in your life?
Now listen. They said, we hide. Why do you hide? Because we're naked. And that's the natural thing of mankind is to hide, to withdraw, to get separated. While God said my word. He said, that you told you you were naked. Did you eat what I told you not to do? Yes. Now this is the thing. Instead of them repenting, they start blaming. Adam, Lord, is here two beings that think that so after I can loop so full stress when they dance. Lord, it's this wife you gave me. She said, it's the snake blaming. You see, blaming is Satan's way because he wants you not to live and yield to the great calling God has assigned in your life. Now, let's go to scripture this morning. Paul addressed the church in Rome, in Romans chapter number 8 and verse 28. Because this is so powerful. I'm reading from the NIV translation. They can maybe put up another translation. They've got the Amplified. We are assured and know that God being a partner in the labor, all things, say all things, work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God. Now, the great commission is love the Lord your God only two hours a day. All of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. Then you will love your neighbor. You will love the, the person that's heading for hell and the hopeless one and the believer because you want the hopeless and the ones you want them into the kingdom he said then you will love your neighbor as yourself because according to these law this thing hangs all the law and the prophets so every prophecy that comes forth or everything we teach must come out of love God with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength, there's energy necessary to love God. Because there's days that you don't feel you want to do it. There's days that you're not excited that you know I walk by faith and not by sight. Now he said, this is what scripture says, all things are working together and are fitting into a plan. A plan. Not my plan. A plan. He says for good to and for those who love God and are calling uh, according to God's design and purpose. Now for years in the church world, they have teach us Certain things that was not the truth. If you were a Catholic, a Presbyterian, an Anglican, sometimes a Pentecostal, a Wadatri form, whatever, and you will discover you came to Jesus and suddenly a whole world went open. One, two, three. 
The others were saved, born saved. No, he says, will love God, listen the requirements, and are called according to God's design and purpose. Let me get to the NIV. Tell somebody, say, we're going to see a great miracle today happen. We're going to be finishing early. Say, uh, Romans chapter 828, NIV, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to God's purpose. God's purpose is not what I think it is. You think how busy, you know, what I'm doing now and that. No, no. God's purpose is much bigger than what I am operating with in this natural world. Help me, somebody. So if, if, if I am, the whole calling is about my assignment in life and my purpose in life. And this is a greater plan than what I am busy just to survive and just to get old. On Zell Tuesday night, bless me, we, we came from uh, Tableview, the prayer time, and she said, Daddy, Sunday night in the service, I had an open vision about the great cloud of witnesses. She made me emotional. Because Monday it was 10 months that Opa's gone, Tuesday it was two, uh, 15 months that Nikki was gone, and Friday was two years. She said, and in this great cloud of witnesses, I saw Mommy, and uh, I saw Auntie Tosi, and she mentioned names. She said, even Opa made it. And then she said, but Pastor Nikki, he said, tell Gustav not to give up now. Tell him he must keep going. I got emotional. And I thought, my word. She means Nikki von der Westen Senior. And I was thinking about this. You know, this is all about God's divine plan. I could have retired six years ago. We could have had one building with all these different services, different staff, different worshippers, different everything. It's a big task. The screw Much bigger. Running an organization that impact the community and the nations and feeding and school and we build a whole city. It's big. But when she said that, I was thinking about the calling. 25th of October, Anna Priscilla will remember 1993. Uh, Nikki was killed that day in my car, but he called me that morning to the Arthur Seed Hotel into the parking lot. He always called me Gustafi. Gustafi, come and help me pack the car because Sunday night we decide on the platform he's going to drive. I bought a Mazda 6 to 6 and He's going to drive with this new car back to where he's staying and come back next weekend. And he said, four things God told me. He said, here comes a new president. He said, last night on the foot of Table Mountain. And he's not going to be white, brown, or Indian. He's going to be black. And I looked at him. I said, Nikki, Paul Kruger is turning like a fan. 
He said, I'm telling you, I heard from God. Phenomenal. He said, the second thing that I must tell you, what the Lord said, big names will start disappearing from the scene. It will start in South Africa because I'm not going to share my glory with no man, saith the Lord. He said, the third thing I must tell you, God said, I'm going to use the rejects in the end time, people that the mainstream overlooked and people overlooked. And I knew there was hope for me. And he said, the fourth thing God said, you must make a decision today. You can stay a normal pastor or you can impact a community and a nation and the nations of the world. God said, you choose. And that day in Arthur Seat Hotel in the Coast Road at Seapoint, I raised my hands and that man laid hands on me. And I said yes to the call. A few hours later, him and Lindy was killed instantly in a car accident in my car. And uh, the next day they were in my funeral home. I had funeral homes. Now why I'm saying this, this is serious business because God has called you. He loves you. He wants you to love him back. And he has called you according to his design and purpose. Because that's what Paul was telling the Christians. Then in, he was writing now to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1. Because this is the prayer that Paul was praying. And he said there in Ephesians chapter number 1 and in verse number 18, 19, he says, My prayer. Let's read the Amplified first. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Your King James translation says, having the eyes of your understanding enlightened so that you may know and understand, so that you can know and understand the hope, the hope to which God has called you. Say, I am called. See, God has called you. The enemy and the, the, the world and people doesn't want you to find out you have been called by the creator of the universe who spoke a word and it happened. He says, who has, uh, what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints? The CEV translation says, my prayer is that light will flood your hearts, that you will know, that you will know, that you will understand the hope that was given to you when God called you, say I am called, then you will discover when, when the, my, the eyes of my understanding open up, that's where that scripture, open the eyes of my heart Lord, this comes out of the scripture, that song, he says then you will discover the glorious blessings that will be yours together with all of God's people. In other words, God called you and there's a great reward waiting for you. Now, what do I need to know about my life's calling? Number one, my calling is a gift from God. It's not in what family I was born, how good I am, and what I have, and what's my possessions, and what I wear. No, 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 no. Paul tells the church in Galatians chapter 1, 6, NCV translation, God by his grace through Christ 
has called you to become his people. God by his grace. So how did God call me? It's grace. Genade. Grace means the unmerited favor. I didn't deserve it. God knows all my shortcomings, all my mistakes, all my faults, what I think. He said, I have called you, and that's the grace of God, so that I will never say, I am the big apostle. I am the forensic prophet. I am the governor. I hear they've got more titles now, governor. I am the man of the hour. No, no, no. That's not how God, he said, I am surprised. That's what he was addressing, tongue-talking. They were baptized in water. They were filled with the Spirit. They operate in the gifts. He said, I'm surprised and astonished that you are so quickly turning renegade and deserting him who invited and called you by the grace, the unmerited favor of Christ the Messiah. In other words, the other translation says, who bewitched you, O church of Galatians, to run after other kind of teachings? So what he was saying here, he said, I am so amazed that God called you, and he called you for a special, a specific assignment and duty, and he said, but that you are transferring your allegiance to a different, even an opposition gospel. In other words, you become a captive, a prisoner of situations that you believe a lie above the truth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever been in a service where I preach about being set from me, you must be set from yourself. You have done yourself more harm, hurt yourself, oppose yourself than what any witch doctor and any voodoo and any Satanist ever can do by putting a lie in place in your mind and not believing the truth about God. Because in our minds is only that it is phenomenal people. Are you all guessing? Turn to your neighbor, say, Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, that I can just see it's not the heater gas that's putting you out, that you're so quiet. He says, because now Paul says, God by his grace through Christ has called you to become his people. Now Paul was addressing Timothy, and in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, there's a phenomenal thing. Now, more than a hundred times in the New Testament, God said, I've called you. Say, I have been called. I, I want you to say it until it hits the bull's eye. Say, I have been called. He says, for it is who he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness, to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness. He did it not because of anything of merit that we have done, but because of and to further his own purpose. Do you see the word purpose? So God didn't create you just to go through life and just to get old and just to die and just to say, okay, that's not what God did. God designed you. He planned you beforehand. He know what's the color of your hair, the color of your eyes. He know everything about you. And God has designed us for his purpose. He says for his 
own, his own, his own. Not for your mother, not for your father. Not my children belongs to me, but they don't belong to me. They belong to God first. Our grandchildren belongs to us, but they don't belong to us. They for God first. Your husband belongs to you, but he doesn't belong to you. She doesn't belong to your wife. Belong to God first for God's purpose. And this is what scripture tell us. For his own purpose and grace. The unmerited favor of God. Which was given. Come on church. The, the NIV translation says. He has saved us. And he has called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace. Because the world will put a label on you. Of your mistakes. Your shortcomings. Your addiction. Whatever. And I'm not saying those things are right. I say God has called you. You, And it's when I yield to the call that I experience a greater dimension to operate in. Because what I need to discover, my calling is a gift from God. If I was God, I wouldn't call Gustav. Because I know Gustav too well. But God decided he called you. The, 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 the world wants to let you know you're no good, you're unworthy. This is all what life is going to give you where you are right now. But God has a greater plan. Hear me, young people. And there was young people from 18 to in the 30s this morning and then all the services. Hear the word of the Lord. I know about my calling when I, since I was 13 years of age. My family had a different idea about calling. Doctor, teacher, I wouldn't say what I said about teachers this morning, in, about the Volkswagen Beetle. And uh, some of you, if you laugh now, you know exactly what it is. Or an attorney, or a Dutchie phone. But a Pentecostal preacher, that was not on the list. And this is what you, but I knew the calling. Most of you must say, God, and this is what we're going to do this morning. I acknowledge my calling because that's going to lift you out of that unworthy. We cannot make it because we determine our mood by money and by things. Now, money and cars and houses and jewelry and false teeth. I went into a store late yesterday afternoon. They had the waterfront Gucci. And they had this China, made in China sandals. Less 30 or 50%. Then it still cost 1,400 and something. I'll buy at the dollar store in America. The same one just put a bling on for 99 cents. I look at the stuff there and the people and I said, do you people do business? They say, that's why we open. Because everybody, the thing that drives them is where they're going to end in life. And family, the good news is we're not going to be always on the face of the earth. The bad news is you may die. Your husband got remarried or your wife got remarried or the children inherit. 
And all that good cheese and chew cheese and chat cheese is going to end up somewhere in a street person's hand, uh, if it's full ostrich leather, whatever, because, you know, my children don't have value with antiques, really. And uh, uh, somebody also in the hotel paint a very old, and I'm antique, old antique sideboard with white PVA paint. Because for them, it's just a sideboard. The thing that's trash for somebody is a treasure for you. And what the enemy tries to let you think and feel like trash, God said, you're my treasure. I called you. I handpicked you. I set you apart. I have ordained you to be because my second thing I need to discover, and I'm closing, musicians can come. I'm called only for God's purpose. You not called for you. We stayed behind. They went because I. Wow. You're amazing. Tell everybody that church is so anointed they have invisible musicians. I'm finishing with this because we need to do the table. I'm called for God's purpose, not for my own. It's because we try to live life on our own. Try to make it. Fake it till you make it. Nope. It's only God's purpose that carries the guarantee that you're going to be a person of impact. I sit in multi-billionaires' homes. Sat with a man, he had a pistol said, I have all these wealth. It's white butlers, outfits, it's marble everywhere. He said, I want to blow out my brains. I have this, but I don't have the peace that you have. See, there's a greater level of commitment to live out the assignment you were assigned for. I had a meeting and I asked the person to come and speak to the, still pull it through with Tash with the Bible school and everybody in a Jesus disciple 12 and on a Wednesday morning in Egypt, this family gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. have a 12-year girl name is Susanna. Isis came and took the family. And they said to the parents, deny Jesus and accept Allah or we gonna kill her. They were at the point and this 12-year Susanna said, mommy, daddy, don't do it. I'm okay. 
I know Jesus. I'm going to die today, but I'm going to be with him. She sacrificed her life so that the parents wouldn't deny Jesus. I sat there at the table. I cried. Say, how far will we go? Somebody step on your ingrow toenail. Make a remark. Look at you. Speak down to you, we say. I'm not going to serve God. I'm not going to church. Those bunch are a bunch of fools and we have all this stuff. But here it was a situation between death and life. Twelve-year-old. For her parents to say, don't deny Jesus. Serve him. I'm going to be in with the Lord today that I believe in. You see, we were designed now. God has a greater plan, and the plan is you will be the world changer. You will be a person of impact. Because in chapter 11 of Romans 9, tells us about the story about two brothers and the children, Jacob and Esau, were yet unborn. And had so far done nothing, either good or evil. Even so, in order further to carry out God's purpose of selection, election, and choice, which depend not on works or what men can do, but on Him who calls them. And we know the story about Esau. We know the story about Jacob. What is God looking for this morning, Gustav? He's looking for that Mary somewhere here. The angel of the Lord appeared to her. She's a teenage girl. Listen how the angel greet her, highly favored of the Lord. You have found grace in the sight of God. You will become pregnant and give birth to the one called Emmanuel. God with us. Your calling is much bigger than just your work. We have professional people here. We have business people here. We have retired people. It's called bigger than that. Well, I'm called to be a policeman. No. That's your part-time job. Your full-time job is the calling of God upon your life. Where he wants you to change the world. To impact somebody on the face of the earth. Because when Paul was addressing the Christians or whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, he said, let us cast away the thing that so easily beset us or slow us down. There's stuff that happened in our lives that slow us down. Mary was there. She didn't understand. And then she went into a state of confusion. And she questioned. She said, 
First, her excuse, I'm not married. The tradition was, if that happens to you, you'll be stoned to death. Who made you pregnant? Is it A.B.? No, God. <laughs> no, 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 you're crazy. Throw her. She said, I'm not married. He said, she said, but how will this happen? That's the question, how? Because you sit maybe in a situation this morning that you feel you are in lockdown, is lift up, but in your mind, it's still lockdown. You lost loved ones. You lost money, maybe a business. You're not happily maybe married. Whatever the children acts crazy. You feel guilty. But this morning, God's looking for that Mary in this building. She said, how will this be possible? Nothing is impossible until you start doing it. You'll be shocked what potential you have, what capacity you carry, what gifts are inside of you to impact a world. When God told me, he said, start these different campuses. And I've got phenomenal stuff. They stretched me, start Franshuk, the first service, 90 people, 20 raw sinners gave their hearts to the Lord. That service. The miraculous that happened, the miracles of healing. God said, well, do the table view thing. Faith in God, a word, and believe in the assignment. The day when I walked in that building, drug the whole parrot, it was dirty, it was boxes. I, if a normal person will walk in, will say, are you crazy? And when I walked in, I said to the agent, I didn't ask first how much, I said, this is the building. And then I asked later on how much. Because when you start doing, and that place look a replica of this, red carpets, everything. Everybody that came there said, wow, looks like a theater in a week. Why? Because lives are at stake. It's your calling. Well, God, Gustav, no, the Lord said, no, no, he's going to stand also before me to give account what he did. My mission is this morning get the Marys in this building and she said how will this be possible God he said the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will become pregnant and you will give birth to the one that's called Emmanuel God with us nothing happened with Mary until that moment that's God's word hovering there's always, on Sunday night, I saw it, a, f a fight above people's heads between life and death, the calling and the rejection of what God wants to do through you. I came here very early this morning, past seven, 
And the nicest when I stand in the parking lot with a little placard. We were waiting for you. Is it for your chabach? Everybody, I can do it. That's serving. That's calling. Part of calling. And then when Mary said, let it be done unto the handmaiden of the Lord according to your word. Then the angel departed. She became pregnant. We can pray and ask God and say, please God, I have all these prophecies. I have all these promises. And the Lord said, I want to do it. But I cannot do it against your will. Because I need your will to be hand over to me so that I can have my way. Have you discovered how strong will we can be? Have you discovered how, how open we are for candle sugar? That's actually a substitute of the genuine thing. But what you don't know, there's poison in there that gives you memory loss and Alzheimer's and everything. But people drink it all the time. They don't care about that. Same with us in the spirit. Because the glory of God wants to flow through you. In the mall, in the hypermarket, wherever you go, by the work. And people will say, this person got something different. I need that. this morning the people who's going to do the table for us please come because he who loved you so much who gave his life said you're valuable you're precious you've got a great assignment I'm calling you to change the world I'm looking at world changers turn around say somebody you are a world changer it only costs a choice today to make the right choice. That's why we have tables on the outside where people can sign up. I don't need you to just sign up because sign up to say, get involved. Let's impact. Let's change the world. You have a calling. Your calling is in the body. Ephesians chapter 4 by the support that everybody gives so that we can change a nation. Every person in this building that can say, here's your Mary, Lord, that you're looking for. So, well, I'm a man. I'm not going to say my name is Mary. I'll say Maury. Lord, here's your Maury. It's got nothing to do. It's got to do with the attitude of Mary. Who's willing this morning to say, God, here am I. Let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord, handmaiden of the Lord, according to your word. If you're that person, will you stand with me right now? Father, I thank you. I thank you for these phenomenal people in this building that said, let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord. Use me. That's the prayer you need to pray. Use me, O God. If you want to be used by God, just stand with us. Wherever you are, say, use me, God. 
Use me, God. Use me, God. Look at the young children standing. Use me this morning. Jesus was his, the Father's dream so that he can redeem us, purchase us back with his life so that we can live out the calling we were called for and designed for. That's why the communion table this morning it's not just a, a ritual. The bread symbolizes the body. It is not the body, it symbolizes. You took all your sickness, all your infirmities, all your sin, all your weakness, all your disappointments upon him. And he said it was for you that I gave my life. He shed his blood so that your slate can be clean. No accusation against you. No weakness that you can walk in the power of his strength with the Holy Spirit where his power is and move. He said, you will raise the dead. You will heal the sick. You will cast out devils. You will speak in new tongues. You will take up poisonous things. Nothing will harm you. Because you are a carrier of that power and presence. Maybe, and this is the complete restoration out of covet's nonsense and negative uh, working, is that God said, I'm bringing you to the place, Mary, where you can agree with me. Let it be done because you called according to the purposes of the Lord. The young man here, the hand of the Lord's upon you, son. God's going to use you in a supernatural way. And the Lord said, you can aim it very high in this life. But the great calling of the Lord, he said, even with the prophetic, there's a great calling. You will have dreams and you will say things that happened. And people say, how do you know that? Or you just talk. But the Lord said, it will be me flowing through you to touch a generation that has not been touched yet. And the Lord said, the key word is this morning, because your heart is after me, I call out the music even in you that's in you. And there's great music and great gifting and talents. And the Lord said, I'm going to use you so that his name will be glorified. Hallelujah. In the time. I'm enlightening your mind this morning to understand this greatness, what I have the Lord said, I'm even going to give you the desires of your heart for your family, for this family here. The Lord said, I'm bringing breakthrough and turn around. This is a time the enemy try really to rob and discourage, but I am restoring. <laughs> and everything Satan has tried to stole from you all, the joy and the gladness and the things the Lord said will be restored in a greater measure like you've never seen. There's a shifting happening. Nobody likes shifting. Nobody likes change. And the Lord said, that's why you're here this morning, because change is going to happen. Change for the good. Change in another dimension. Because the Lord said, I've called you. And this is to prove to you this morning for my purpose and my divine plan. Will somebody just lay hands on that family? 
I thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you do right now. The spirit of prophecy is here, and God is just doing it. And it was in that night when Jesus was betrayed that he took the bread, and he thanked the Father, and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. This morning, you're going to take part in this bread, and if the people will just receive it and take it and whatever they have and take the, the communion on donkey and uh, thank you when you receive share it with somebody share it share it this morning shumake sikando luba shikete berandia mai yabasukendelebandu if you have a sickness in your body, we've seen Sunday night how God supernaturally healed people. The testimonies that came in this week were so powerful. And uh, share it with somebody, say, because we're part of a family. We're part of a family this morning. That by His stripes you have been made whole and you are healed. You are set free. Sickness, disease, lack, poverty, Anxiety, depression, past mistakes have no authority over you. You are labeled as the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's why breakthrough is coming right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is your morning to accept him as the Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a person here, you are interceding for a mother, your mother. If it's your mother-in-law, your own mother, you are interceding for that lady. And the Lord said, I am going to break through. Where are you right now? You pray for a mother or a mother-in-law. This is your breakthrough. There's a hand somewhere. I see hands. I see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you right now. <laughs> My word, we thank you for your breakthrough. We thank you for that family will have a turnaround. Because by your stripes we have been made whole. We are healed. Shika, bakereke, shika lando. Zuburundi, labando. And we thank you for that turnaround in that families, that ladies, Lord. They will see their mothers uh, uh, touched by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, the loving Christ. And we say thank you right now. Mayo, sibende, misakandia. He took the cup. <laughs> the devil fears the blood. <laughs> That's why he has a heyday with people who denies the blood. The, the, the principle you ignore is the area where the enemy, the enemy know the power in the blood. He knows the power in the name of Jesus. He knows that you have victory. He knows the power of the word. And if we neglect that, he knows the power of giving. That's the area he will start attacking because you have no weapon in that area then because you ignore it. The anointing that you respect is the one that you will attract towards your life. What you reject, I sat in a meeting where a man told me he doesn't believe in healing. God didn't heal when the last apostle died. That man died of cancer. Now, I'm not saying because people... And he said, I said, let's pray. He said, no, God doesn't heal. God doesn't that. And it was terrible at the end of the day. God is still the healer. Jesus is the healer. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. 
Father, we thank you for the blood. Somebody say the blood. Say thank you for the blood. Say Lord Jesus, everybody. Say Lord Jesus. Because I heard the word of the Lord this morning. I am like Mary, Lord. I take your promises. And I say this morning, have your way with me. Let it be done unto me according to your word. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. I yield, I hand over, I give myself away so that you can use me for your glory this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. Hallelujah. Say, here am I, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you're going to heal the sick, that you will, <laughs> when I lay my hands on the dead, will be raised. I will cast out devils. <laughs> I will speak in new tongues because I yield this morning. I give myself away. <laughs> Direct my footsteps and use me for your glory in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, say, I am more than just a church member and a churchgoer. I am a disciple of Jesus. I've handed myself over and God's going to do it through me in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn to somebody outside, the front people turn to the back and uh, back row and row behind you and say, you are what the word says you are. God's going to use you so powerful. Say, you will change the world. You are a world changer. You are a history maker. You are a planet shaker in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, no more delays. Say, no more defeat. Say, I am victorious. I am overcomer. I am a channel for the Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Spirit, flow through me in Jesus' name. Will you give the Lord a bigger shout victory amen just remember to sign up if you haven't signed up for a ministry or you haven't filled in a membership form there at the back sign up don't leave without committing amen father god i just pray right now in the holy name of jesus lord i pray that you bless each and every one that is here Lord, thank you for your word, and we know your word will not return to you void, but it will do exactly what it needs to do, Father. Lord, we are expectant and we are excited because we know that you are the God of miracles, and we thank you for a great miracle that's about to happen for this ministry, this people, Father God, on live stream and wherever, Lord. We just thank you, Father, and as we leave those doors, Lord, we know we are entering into our mission field. God bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.